Joining me right now is one featherweight champion, Martin Nguyen. What's going on, Martin? What's up, man, bro? It's good. It's always good to talk to you, man. Good, good, man. You over in Japan right now? You're on. You're back on this side of the planet. How you feeling? Freaking jet lag. But um, yeah, it's good to be on this side of the planet. Uh, everything's going well. I'm here for uh, the fights on Sunday, so everything should be uh, going good plan, man. All right, man. Well, it's been a long... Who is that? You're stuck here. Oh, stuck here. <laughs> Your last fight, man, was nine months ago. It's probably one of the longest layoffs you've had in that time period. You relinquished the lightweight title. You recovered from injuries. Does that setback, you know, the last fight, still play in your mind or has it been so long that you don't even think about it anymore yeah i think i've um i've come to the conclusion that i've moved on um from that bout uh, i learned from my mistakes and i learned a lot about my body regenerated i'm all i'm all fixed up uh, i'm hungry again i'm ready to go so um come april 12th uh you'll see another not another you probably see the same hungry hungry uh fighter but yeah willing willing to kill well, last time we talked, you mentioned that you were going to go ahead stateside for your camp. We figured out, we found out that you are going to Hard Knocks 365. You've been there for five weeks of your camp. When you first walked into the doors the first day, what were the emotions like? Was it like your first day of school? It was, it was. It was, um, it was like I started mixed martial arts again, you know. It's like, I mean, I've, I've watched them all over Instagram and all the YouTube uh, videos and actually walking through the doors and actually becoming uh, an athlete fighting out of there. It was, um, it was so surreal. It was like the first day of school, the butterflies were running, stomach was turning, seeing all the guys that you watch on, uh, watch on TV fight, meeting in real life, training with them. I mean, it's, it's so surreal. Was there an adjustment period or were you able to blend it immediately? Yeah, so I had um, I had done a, a pre-camp, I had two, two and a half week, three week pre-camp before going over to Hard Knocks. So I was um, somewhat 75% ready already. Uh, and um, look, I, I kind of blended in well. It's not like um, they try to kill you there. Everyone's willing and always working hard to get better. And I mean, you can't get better without nobody's there. So... We're all conservative. Um, we train hard, but we also look after each other like the family as well. So um, when it came to training out of hard knocks, um, man, everyone everyone has a has a goal and a mission, uh, a mission, and that's to become a world champion. Not only a world champion, but the best athlete they can be. Um, so training around success, man, only breeds success. So um, it's a blessing, man. Being at a super camp, did you add anything different to your training or recovery while in Florida? Yeah, so the main the main thing that I um, picked up from a lot was the recovery side. Uh, man, I'm I'm a gamer, so when I was at home for the last two years, two um yeah two years, now all I got was like four to five hours sleep. My wife was telling me get your ass into bed. When I was gaming all night, I'd I'd sleep at like two a.m. and I'd wake up at you know, 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. the next morning, and that was my days, two years straight. And since being at Unless House, um, I had not been able to open up my laptop and play any games because I was so wrecked. And yeah, um, recovery has been on point. 
Um, everything we're doing has been on point nutrition-wise. Um, rest has been there. And since training at Hard Knocks, it's all about sharpening up my tools. Um, obviously, learning learning a lot and learning um, along the process, but um, it's more sharpening everything that I already have. Having Ong La, you know, another double division champion next to you, alongside you day in and day out, how beneficial was it for you to have him there and kind of make you feel comfortable in a new environment? Yeah, definitely. Um, having Angla around just in general, he's such a positive person. Um, there's no negativity that comes out uh, comes out from his mouth. Um, everything he speaks of is through the journey he's gone through. And, you know, um, when, when you sit down, you speak with him, you have dinner with him, you go out with him and his family. It's all positive vibes and there's no hatred or anything against anyone. Um, we, we, we do our hard yards, we go, to, we go to training, we put our bodies on the line, we go home, we eat, we eat lunch together, uh, we do our thing, we sleep, we go back to training. Everything's just, it's, it's basically this whole, uh, this whole fight camp has been positive vibes only. So um, being around Angla has, uh, has been a blessing and um, uh, having, having him in my corner uh, would definitely be a double plus. You also have an all-star coaching staff down there, Henry Hoof, Greg Jones, Kami Barzini. What do each of them bring to the table that makes you want to absorb their knowledge? Man, they, they bring experience. They bring, um, they bring the time and experience that they put into the fight game. I mean, someone can be, uh, I mean, I, I, just, just hearing around and just thinking about it myself, some, some coaches out there call themselves a super coach. But to be a super coach, you've got to be in a specific, specific discipline for 30 plus years. And we've got three world-class coaches in their respective martial arts coming together. Man, that's like 90 plus years all together. Um, and you know, you got someone like Henry who's been in the, the striking game for so long. You got uh, Greg Jones and the wrestling family, the Jones family, and you also got um, Kami Pazani, Pazani, who's been in the whole MMA. He's been all over the MMA um, world, you know. And bringing all three together and having all three wise men come together. Um, creates the most uh, the most perfect athlete, and you've seen it in um, Kamara Usman's um, last last bout. There was the, that was the perfect performance. So, um, well, that's what uh, they breed, man. They breed fighters like that. Well, now let's go to your upcoming fight, April twelfth. One Roots of Honor in Manila. You're defending your title against Jadamba. Was he the first choice for this upcoming title defense? Uh, he was the only bout that really made sense. And to be able to go up against Jadamba, um, a former former world champion, if I uh, if I do my job on the night and I do take out Jadamba, that means I've taken out all the former champions uh, before me. So um solidifies my my spot in the top of the weight division. So um, he was the only guy that made sense at the time. Um, uh, he was injured, we were meant to take that. We were meant to take our bout uh, back in February 22nd and on the Singapore card, but um, yeah, he was injured and um, other people weren't ready, so uh, I waited. I had to wait, and you know, April 12th is just around the corner. It's time for me to do my thing. Defeating Jadamba in this upcoming fight, would this symbolize to you that you become the greatest featherweight champion in promotional history? Yeah, I, I, I think... Um, Defeating defeating Jadamba would solidify my my spot as uh, one championship's most dominant um, 
uh, featherweight champion. So um, we'll see what happens. Come, I'm not going to look past it. I'm not going to definitely uh, look past the the glory that comes to it. But um, I wait, I wait into fight night. I'll see what Jadema brings, and I'll I'll adapt. Now you uh, utilize all my skills and tools that I have and have learned from uh, Henry, and let it come to play. You know? Manila, Mall of Asia, you competed there so many times. Does it feel like a second home for you? Man, I was only talking to Brendan Vera last night. He was telling me um, I should be like a Filipino citizen. Um, I've got like, I always say this, I've got like a love-hate relationship with um, the Filipinos. If I'm not fighting a Filipino, then they love me. If I am fighting a Filipino, then they hate me. So it's a love-hate relationship. It's going to be... Thriller in Manila part four for me. So um, the Filipino fans, they're, they're very, very passionate. And, and that's what I love. People who are passionate about a sport um, and yeah, cheer on their favorite fighter. This is your first fight for 2019. What is in the pipeline for the rest of the year? I know you're not looking past Jadamba, but have you sat down and talked to Chatri and uh, about your future? Um... I have I have goals and I have I have um, ideas in mind, but I wanna um, I wanna sit down and talk to Chachu before anyone uh, anything else uh, happens. But um, definitely I'm I'm not ruling out the the bantamweight division again. Um, but also I might make a surprise surprise visit to another martial arts. So we'll see we'll see what happens. Okay, okay, that sounds good. All right, um, one other thing, you know, TJ Dillashaw. Let's talk about him a little bit. We talked about him last time. He was flagged for adverse findings by USADA. Did you always have your suspicions about him, you know, the way he looked, the way he trained? Um, look, if, if, if ex-teammates have, have outed him already, then there's no doubt in mind that one time part of his life, he's been on it before. So um, whether... Whether he was on it then or whether he was on it uh, now, it does not change the person he is. But in terms of what he's achieved, it does not count. So when I started posting up like um, little memes here and there that everyone was sharing, which I thought it was funny, like I was getting I was getting hate messages saying like you should at least try to achieve the things that he has uh, achieved. I'm like, man, what he has achieved does not count no more. He's achieved. That's it. Very simple. Everything that he's done does not count. It's not. It's not honourable. So um, yeah, as, as 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 I was getting those hate messages and I was thinking to myself, whatever whatever he's achieved, he's, he's a cheat, man. You gotta at the end of the day, he's an athlete. He should know better. He is a role model. Um, and to get flagged for um, PEDs or steroids or whatever he got flagged for without uh, any justification from his side um, is is so far known as a cheat to me. So until he can prove otherwise, um, I think a lot of people will be thinking the same. Well, he relinquished the title, the belt, automatically, right when the news well, came out. Was that kind of funny yeah. to you? No, that, that tells you that he knows that he's guilty right then and there. And plus, he's going to be out of the game for a while. They, they're obviously going to suspend him. And for him to hold on to the title, it's a bit selfish. So it's the same situation with me. If I was... If I held on to that uh, lightweight title, that means I would have been selfish, you know. But it is what it is. Business has to go on as usual. I'm sure he'll come back and uh, try to regain that title again. So, All right. One last thing before I let you go. 
music and sports, they come hand in hand. While you were in Florida, did you get to, you know, expose yourself to new artists, you know, new music, you know, your new teammates, did they expose you? What were you listening to down there? Man, I, I was I was like, really? I didn't really listen to any music. The music that was cranking in the gym that was going off was what I usually listen to. Um, but yeah, Angler is like a, um, a country guy. Angler and his wife uh, listen to country, so I listened to a bit of country. Um, there's a few fighters that just listen to just soul music um, and just melody tunes um, to, to calm their nerves. Or it's, a, it's their space, so I got to experience different types of tunes and what what they do to other athletes. Uh, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm like rap hip hop type, um, you know, future designer, all that type of stuff. And everyone else is like you know, jazz, country. I'm like, man, how could you listen to this? But it's their thing, man. It's their, it's their thing. But, yeah, everyone's different. Everyone's built different. All right, man. April 12th, Manila, one roots of honor. You're defending your title against Jadamba. It's always an honor, Martin. Thank you for your time and good luck to you, sir. Thanks, bro. Thank you.